Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 100 of the Holding Court podcast. Today, we're talking about our new obsession with a certain footwear brand, our gingerbread house showdown, and part two of our Ireland adventures, all coming up right now on Holding Court. Okay, be honest. What event would you say you thought was more likely to happen in your life? The podcast reaching 100 episodes or you digging your toes into a pair of fleece-lined Crocs? (laughs) I never thought I'd ever put on a pair of Crocs in my entire life. So I 100% thought the podcast was going to hit 100 episodes yeah that was gonna happen before i ever put on crocs for sure so okay now did you think that you would be wearing said pair of crocs while recording the 100th episode of the podcast i'm not wearing them though what no i still have all my shoes from hitting oh my gosh okay yeah they're over there they're i think they're by the front door you put some miles on them though yeah when it's negative seven degrees in indiana and blizzarding and you're walking around a house with hardwood floors. Um, that fur-lined <laughs> croc is actually pretty cozy. Yeah, I agree. They're so, just goofy, though. They're so goofy. Yeah, but I think you have to... So crocs obviously have been around forever. They've been around for 20 years. I remember them coming out. I think... I don't even want to say what point in my life. But I remember them coming out 20 years ago. And they were goofy. They were always goofy. But I got a yellow pair back then. I don't know why. And I liked them. I got a lot of comments on them, but I don't know what happened to them. I don't know if I donated them. I don't know if I left them somewhere. I don't know if someone maybe admired them and stole them from my house. I have no idea, but it took us what one day of being back in Indiana and we go over to Bass Pro, which I have never been in one of those stores. (laughs) And I've always heard amazing things about it. Like it's this massive, what is it? Three levels. Two levels? Three levels? Uh, The one we went in was two. It's huge. And there's an aquarium. There's games in there. Everything is fully on display. Santa was in there. Yeah, they have this big photo op with, what was it, like a North Pole postcard behind you. I think they have a restaurant in some of them. But I just never went in there. I don't know why. I always got my outdoor gear at different places, but... We made our way in there, I think the first full day we were here in Indiana, and we were upstairs, and I was actually looking for shoes to go hiking at, because I live, or I grew up, on Lake Michigan, pretty much. The dunes are right here. It's sand dunes. I've hiked it before in sneakers, regular tennis shoes, but I don't know. We thought we'd be dealing with some conditions, so we needed the hiking shoes. We were just looking at hiking boots, and then I walked over to the camo it's not the fake camo it's like the real i forgot what it's called the real deal camo where it looks like almost like a picture of leaves yeah on the crocs and i saw they were fleece lined i said oh you should get a pair of these and it just there was no protest you're like let me try them on let's do it well to be fair i i even bought a size too small i I bought a nine instead of a 10 just to like squeeze into them but i was like oh these are going to be great for you know, just walking around the house and throwing them on to go downstairs, especially because they were lined with all the 
little fur. It basically felt like you were like, it felt like you were like putting on like an UGG or something, like a yeah. leather slipper when you put it on. And then obviously it feels great, but you look down and you have these. This is not a croc advertisement. It's just a. Experience. No, I think they look horrible. I'm not a fan of the way they look. Like <laughs> I would never wear them outside of the house. I don't think. I mean, it's essentially a clog with holes in it. I thought yeah. originally when I saw them first, it was the swim team in high school wore them. <laughs> they warm around the pool and different things. And I feel like maybe they became like a dorm room, like shower shoe for people. I don't I remember know. When people had like shared showers and they'd put, they'd bring in like the old Navy flip flops or whatever. I don't know. But now I see kids wearing them everywhere. They've had a bit of a resurgence and they weren't even a nineties thing, but I feel like, I guess some of the like early two thousands things are coming back, but I don't know. Well, not to mention the Crocs in, uh, what's it called? Uh, Bass Pro. Bass Pro. Um, there's also a Croc outlet store by your house in Indiana. And we went up there and it is crazy how many oh yeah there's a lot there's a lot of variety i mean thousands of different colors styles boots i'm like holy like this was a whole new world that i didn't even know i tried to convince him to get the charms for his crocs but he didn't want them he's not ready to go down that road but again they're just for wearing in the house and when we rv back to la they're gonna be my rv shoes yeah but why did we go to that outlet why'd we go to the crocs outlet because you wanted to get the perfect pair well, I just wanted to get the right size. So yeah. I, I was squeezing into a nine. That's how and much you when you're trying to like put something uncomfortable to be around, walk around the house, like you should probably have the right size. I'm into it, honestly. Yeah. Yours are cool. You got the tie-dye ones. They're all I know. colorful and bright. And yeah. I think you, you'll probably wear those out somewhere one day. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think if you... You're intentional with your fashion. It's all right. Anything goes. Anything goes. I mean, everyone's doing it. They are huge now. <laughs> They're big. I don't know. Are they? I feel. I feel like I see them everywhere. You gotta Especially wear them kids. in like, like a, kids wear them all the time. You gotta wear them in one of the like photos. I also think when as you show up at the stadium and like have them on and <laughs> see the response because maybe people will be like, maybe. "Oh my god, those are cool." I also think that like for parents, like Crocs are probably like almost indestructible and you can just like hose them down not the ones that are like lined with like the fur or whatever but the regular ones you can probably just like hose them down they probably clean super easy they probably can go through anything (laughs) and you're not you're not gonna have to be buying like two or three pairs of crocs a year for your kid i love that this sounds like we're doing a crocs ad i just have a few more things to say about it and then we'll move on to the second again i I don't like these things (laughs) i never thought i'd even put them on my feet okay so i've just read that um, by 2022, they were the best-selling item of clothing on Amazon, and they had a newfound popularity in the early 2020s because, like Nicki Minaj, Post Malone, Ariana Grande, Bad Bunny, Justin Bieber were all wearing them. And there's actually limited edition Crocs collabs with Bieber, KFC, Hin Valley Ranch, and Pixar. So, oh man. Maybe I should do a croc cleat this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would work, but I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Very Indiana of you. I'm into it. It's uh, like at what point in your life do you go with comfort versus style? Never. I don't know. I shouldn't say never. 
I mean, you're in head to toe sweats every day in Indiana. You're not yeah. really putting on the Ritz to be here. We're essentially at the North Pole right now, so <laughs> it's not so bad. It was 51 today. The last two days have been nice. It was negative seven, and I think that was the coldest I've ever felt. Not that I was cold, but I think temperature-wise, that's probably the coldest I've ever experienced. Right? Uh, it was. I don't think I've ever been in anything under zero. And we were the people that on Christmas Eve, when it was negative whatever, we were at the mall. Yeah, and not the <laughs> mall like down the street either. It was like a two two hour drive to this mall. That's exaggerating. It was an hour and a half. It was long, and for the first time in my life, my mustache and my goatee like froze. Like I think I had like snot sickles coming down <laughs> in my mustache because it's not a normal mall either. It's an outdoor mall, so you're walking outside. It's kind of like the outlet mall. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm I have like a little like mask thing that I have over my face trying to keep me warm because it was windy too, and I just feel like <laughs> this is gross. This is disgusting. Yeah, I don't love that you're even talking about this. Yeah, but like. You know, you're, when you're that cold and you're like breathing hot air like into a mask. Yeah, people that grew up here know that you don't mix the moisture of your breath and cover it like well, that. Well, I don't know how to do that. I can scuba dive or whatever, but I don't know how to breathe <laughs> I into a scuba dive. I don't know can how to you? breathe into a mask. Are you scuba certified? Oh, I don't know if I'm certified, but when we were just in Hawaii, <laughs> I was snorkeling. I was, oh, I was snorkeling. <laughs> Scooping, snorkeling, whatever. I know how to do that, but I can't apparently breathe into a mask because all the moisture kept like getting in my mustache and getting in my beard and then the mask kept falling down and in those like four seconds that my face wasn't covered like my mustache was freezing like literally like icicles yeah. it's the first time i've ever experienced that well you should have got your shopping done a little earlier because mine was done well, okay <laughs> anyways keeping with the holiday chatter I always want to think of a tradition to have every single year for the holidays, right? Yep. But I don't know if we have one that's stuck yet because I tried to do the gingerbread houses this year and I'm looking at them. I don't know. I'm pretty proud of us actually. What do you think? Like, is that the annual tradition though that you want to do every year? Did that feel more like a chore? Oh, it was fun. Last year we did the painting. I like that. That was, that was fun. Um, but these all came out really good i think i just don't know what to um i don't know what to what do you do with them i know that's the problem and i tried to so we got them at target and they had because normally i feel like you find gingerbread houses and it's a one stop shop of gingerbread houses right it's just one type and this year target had an overwhelming variety of gingerbread houses so we have, I think mine was the log cabin. My mom was a farm barn. Yours was a beach house. And then my sister had a Target store, which hers is very impressive, even though it started out, well, I don't know. It started out a little rough, but maybe that was her just like downplaying it. <laughs> well, she claims that everything's terrible. And then she's like very, very artistic. So it. It's really good. So you had the challenging part of putting blue frosting all over your beach house and essentially doing like, like painting your entire house. Whereas I just got to do the cabin with the gingerbread house. I'm realizing that you were maybe in the premium box department. Well, my challenge was I didn't know 
how much frosting I had and I didn't want to run out. So like the first couple walls were probably a little thinner than they had to be. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can use more frosting. I'm going to have plenty. But by the time like it's all it's already dried on the other one. So you can't go back. I think that's the hard part is it's not unlimited frosting where you can just go crazy and do whatever you want with it. You kind of have to be pretty conservative with it. conservative so you don't run out because the last thing you want is a beach house that has three blue walls. Who wants that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a bad paint job. I think if I had to do it next year, I would maybe just get the supplies independently or get a surplus of frosting or icing to be able to use because I ran into the same issue and when it came to putting the roof on at the last step I was worried that I wouldn't have enough icing to go around the border and I had to hold back on other decorations or doing like icicles hanging from the building and I kind of had that anxiety the entire time of running out so I did have to pull back a little bit. And so I think if maybe that's the key is you just get an independent supply or we buy an extra gingerbread house and have that icing as backup and we could really feel the freedom to let our creative juices flow on the house. Yeah, well, I think the other issue is like when I cut my little icing bag, like I cut it so it was like a pretty thick or like a generous amount of icing would come out. Yeah. Which in turn was like hard to spread, you know, cause you have to like spread it to like paint the walls. Right. And so I think what your sister did was she cut it like super thin. So there was very thin like piping and then it was easier to spread and make it look like a, a frosted wall. Yeah. And then we tried to start another new tradition of chocolate dip pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. With I'll these. let you talk about this one. <laughs> I don't know why, but I always see people doing the pretzel rods, which we had to track down at two different stores and chocolate. But obviously we don't do dairy, so we couldn't just get the regular milk chocolate. And maybe that's the problem. We had to get the, what are those things? Feel goods or something. I don't know. They're at Whole Foods, but it's like a chocolate with no milk in it, no dairy in it. And, I, everything I read online was just put the chocolate chips in a microwave safe bowl, melt them down, dunk the chocolate in and allow them to like cool off and dry and you're fine. But you started going on a saucepan on the stove, which I feel like is fine. It's almost like at, um, what's that place? Melting pot. Yeah. I don't think it should be different than a microwave. Like a fondue situation. And so I don't know, but I guess temperature is very finicky. Right. So I think maybe it got too hot. Maybe it needed the dairy in there. And then I saw a recipe that said add butter. So then we added the non-dairy butter. And then I was like, you know what? If it needs milk, let's add almond milk. And then it became, it looked like dog shit. It actually like, <laughs> I don't it did even, look like, there's no other way. Like dog shit, we like stick a, we put a stick of the, like put the rod in it. And it literally looked like I picked up Rigby's shit outside with the pretzel. Yeah, it, it almost like turned it into like a giant brownie. It's <laughs> almost what it did. It like solidified it. Did you try it? It, uh, it was still good and just tasted <laughs> like chocolate. But it would not stick to the pretzel. Like yeah. you couldn't get it on the pretzel. The pretzel would be clean as a whistle. You, no matter how much you, what happened, you dip it in there and it would not stick to the pretzel. It was crazy. Yeah, it was like a full failed chemistry experience. But experiment. And then... We just had to go with the Sweet Lauren's cookies or whatever it is, the dairy free. Those are so freaking so good. So good. Honestly, yeah. we just did those. They're already pre-made. 
you break them off, put them in the oven, and then we use the like thing of funfetti frosting. And it was, they were phenomenal. I know. I didn't put frosting on mine last night. I just had it straight. Wait, you had one last night? I snuck one. Oh, I didn't even know because we had another batch, but I didn't even have one. Yeah. So I OD'd on Fritos. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. It's not good. I'm like averaging. I don't know what it is about being here, but I love watching like my game shows at night. And I've been at, like averaging at least like a half to three quarters of a bag of Frito scoops with salsa every night or chips and salsa. It's so bad. I need yeah. like a salty crunch every night. I need help. But yeah. speaking of watching our game shows, when you were making the gingerbread houses, did you feel like you had a newfound respect for people on the holiday gingerbread cookie showdown that we watch on the food network? Absolutely. And I also thought like, I was going to be better at it because I've watched so many <laughs> episodes of that. Maybe that's how people feel when they watch something. They're like, I could do that. easily," yeah. And then you're in the driver's seat and you're like, oh shit. But the respect for them is they have to make the gingerbread there. Like yeah, they're the, making They size everything. it, cut it, like all of it. I know yeah. when they have that big like bread knife and they're just slicing down right. the gingerbread or the cake. That is so cool. I always think like just throw me on one of those shows like the cookie challenge or like Halloween wars or whatever. And like, just let me see what I can do. Even the Lego show, Lego wars. Like, let me just see what I can do. I probably can't do much, but like, honestly, I think I would fare away better on the Lego show than really? I would on the cooking show. Yeah. I think it's just so sensitive, like all the recipes and the amounts and oh, yeah. like not to mention, like you have to make it taste good. Yeah. Not just about decorating There's it. so many different elements, whereas Legos, like you just have Legos. Obviously, it's very, very difficult in learning the builds and all that, especially when they do the challenges. Yeah. Which is, that's another good show to watch. But it's, I think there's not as much like variables in it. Like, you know what you're getting pretty much. You just yeah. have to make sure your build, like if it's moving or has like a different component that it works. But yeah, the tasting element the visual element, it not like breaking, like how many times do they like go to present their cake or their gingerbread and just falls to the ground? And they're like, well, I hope the sample tastes good, but I don't know, doing it. I don't know. I feel like I got some ideas maybe from the show, but I don't know. I can't say that it helped. Mine's pretty, I should have posted mine. You still can. They're sitting right here. I know. What do you do with them though? I tried it and the gingerbread's not good. Oh, well... It's probably like rock hard and been sitting in a box for weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I tried the frosting, a lot of it. It was good. While you were doing it? <laughs> well, it gets all over your hands. So like, yeah. what do you do? You... That's true. I tried some of mine, but more to like just take it off of the end of the like piping bag and try to like clear it out. They do a good job though of giving you like all the supplies. Like you get all kinds of candies and different shapes. And I had... um for my beach house, I had like ground up gingerbread to use oh, as like sand. sand. So I like poured sand all around my beach house. I thought it was brown sugar, like no. sugar. That's it said so in the funny. I think it said on the box it was like ground up. Did you try bread. it? No. Did you like lick it and stick a finger on it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I did not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do with it after. It just didn't really. I guess you could. I guess you just toss it. But if you have any ideas you the listener of holiday traditions to do send them my way i liked that i made my big pot of chili on christmas eve that was so good with more fritos yeah your chili billy chili billy is that a california thing 
I don't know what it is, but Fritos on the bottom, chili on top, and then... You did a double chili billy, though, this time, like a double billy. Well, then I put Fritos on top as well. Maybe you have a Fritos problem, too. Well, when I'm eating chili, I do. (laughs) It's so good, though. Um, Speaking of shows that we've been watching, there's a new game show. And if there's a new game show out there, I can assure you I will find it. And we've been watching The Wheel. The Wheel is an interesting show because I feel like you're into all these like super fast paced, like weakest link. Um, Love the weakest link. What's the other one? Um, the Chase. The Chase. Yeah. Um, supermarket the Supermarket Sweep, The Love Wall, like these fast paced ones. And The Wheel just feels like it's. A little slower. A little slower. Yeah. And it's only six questions. Well, I guess it could be more, but if you get them right, well, technically seven questions if you get them all right. Yeah. And it's just, it takes so long to get to the next question, which I, that's my only negative thing. Other than that, it's very entertaining and I enjoy it. Yeah. So The Wheel, if you haven't watched it yet, it's hosted by, I don't even know the name of it. It's a British host that's yeah. like on a ton of shows. He's kind of funny. In England. And it's six celebrities. Um, that sit around a wheel in chairs. So it almost makes me think of, do you remember that carnival ride, the space starship 3000 or spaceship? That yeah, just spins around. There's no gravity. Yeah. And you kind of get like your cheek gets like sucked to the wall. And the yeah. kids were like, remember the really cool kids would go like upside down and yeah. like, Oh my God, how did they do that? And the, the little panel you're on would just be thrashing up and down and everyone's like just getting, they're not spinning that fast. <laughs> No, but that's kind of what it looks like. They're sitting basically on like a merry-go-round and they're in chairs and it spins around and it lands on one of the celebrities. And then the person that's the contestant is sitting in the center of the wheel and whatever celebrity ends up facing them is allowed to help them answer the question, which they're experts in some of the categories, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's like more of a hindrance in the situation. I don't, I feel like I would just have to trust my gut on things because they don't really even if they know it they don't act like they know it because i think they don't want to be responsible like there was i forgot who it was jojo the i didn't see this one yeah and she it was down to like this old gal and she was in the final round and she had a chance to help her win a hundred thousand dollars and you could tell she was not wanting to like give her the wrong answer and then have her be responsible for her losing the money or whatever. Obviously she wants to be responsible if she wins the money, but that's not necessarily the case. So I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's fun with like the different panels. Some of them are funny. Well, that's the other catch is like each expert has their own like field of expertise or each celebrity has their own category that they're supposed to be an expert in. And you have to pick a celebrity and then they spin the wheel and you kind of want to hope that the category lands on the expert and then they get $10,000 instead of $5,000. So, yeah. So there were a bunch of different categories. There was boating and Beyonce and classic movies and poker and different things. And I wanted to know what your area of expertise would be if you were on the wheel, which is actually maybe a possibility. There was some, some guys on there. Saw what Mark Sanchez and um, who was the basketball Terrell player? Owens and oh yeah, Jalen Rose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the obvious one would be baseball. I think, but what was To's? To's wasn't. It was off topic. It was no. I don't remember. It wasn't football. 
I don't remember what his Mark was. Mark Sanchez was football, and I knew his. Yeah. It was pretty easy. And Jalen Rose was basketball. But T.O. had a different one, and I don't remember what it was. It might have been like boxing maybe or? Oh, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. The obvious one would be baseball. I don't know what else I could do. Um, blackjack. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Lake was on there, and hers was poker. Oh, wow. I guess she'd played in the Celebrity World I think Series she played, poker. yeah, World Series, yeah. I knew her question, but only it was like a very, very educated guess. And I've thought about what my categories would be. What was her question? What was the poker question? Yeah, I wasn't here for the regular. Oh, one. it was just like what hand beats this hand. Oh, it was that like, was an easy one. Some of them are well, like, yeah, but it said it was like five card stud. And she was mm, like, oh, crap, I only play Texas Hold'em. I don't right. know the differences. Yeah, but the hands are still the same. I feel like like some of the questions are like super super easy and obvious and then some of them are like crazy uh what was the there was a girl on there and her category was wigs and i feel like the questions for the wigs were like insane yeah it was like well, whose wig is named this and yeah. it was like dolly parton rupaul that that one was crazy the one that was so easy last night was who played ray in the movie yeah about ray charles and it was jamie fox and, and that was like, like the final that was question the final like big money question not to yeah. oh my gosh i just realized i probably spoiled it for everyone well uh, i think you already knew it yeah but it was an old episode i think my expert my expertise categories would be one would be game shows obviously because i mean i even watch the old match games obviously i watch the new one any fad game show that comes out i know about it I thought about blackjack, but I don't know how many questions there are about blackjack. You'd be good at it. Um, what else? Fast food. Yep. Like logos, any sort of like specialty product, any marketing campaign, owners of them, founding fathers of them. I think I've got fast food down. I think you'd be good at like pop culture too. You're pretty locked yeah. in on all that. Pop culture. There was some like new music i'm pretty good at there are some people that i've like oh country music you would slay country music I, there was a country music one and i got that one um photography yeah. photography aren't you like good with photography i mean i know about photography japanese yeah, yeah. i would know uh, the thing is like these questions it's not like they're going super deep on anything in my opinion right. like if you have any knowledge of that category you're probably gonna get it but i don't know watch it let me know if you like it i love it's like been on every single night since i think it premiered maybe like december 20th and it's been on every single night which i feel like is what um like millionaire and like the wall those kind of shows started to do but i think said it was like a two-week holiday thing oh really okay i think so well we're really trekking through it here i don't know what it is about being back in indiana and watching all my game shows at night and snacking but it's kind of become a habit when we've been here. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's the routine. We've also know? been working out every day very hard. We've been pumping a lot of iron, so I don't want to seem like I'm this little couch potato, but <laughs> I'm enjoying my freedoms at night. Anytime. Yeah, but anytime. Oh, anytime fitness. Are yeah. you plugging our, our <laughs> gym? While we're I was. I actually like the anytime fitness here. There's yeah, something really about nice. a 24 hour gym that's never closed and it really has everything. Yeah. And this like feels like a very plug heavy podcast today, but it's not truly. I just, I don't know. We were able to work out on Christmas Eve and work out on Christmas. 
We'll be able to work on a New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. We don't have to worry about anybody's schedule. We can just kind of go our own way. And I love it. I love the freedom that it offers. It feels like we have our own little like group that's been showing up kind of every day and seeing the same people working out, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's funny because you kind of like make eyes at someone. You're like, oh, you've been here the last five days too. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. I don't know. It's just cool. But it's nice to just kind of. Not that, I mean, we still have a lot of things that we're doing and getting ready for the golf tournament and all that, but we've been traveling so much. It all happened so fast. I feel like we're home and then it was like Europe and then it was Hawaii for CT and Mary's wedding. And then it was one day, a 24 hour turnaround and we were in Indiana. And I know we'd promised that we were going to do a part two of our Ireland trip because everyone's probably been on pins and needles waiting <laughs> for us to talk about the like, end of what this else trip. happened well after the food poisoning debacle we got back on track is that and where we left off food poisoning yeah i think that i was so exhausted after that oh yeah you know i've thought about throwing up a lot since that moment like i don't know what it is i like have like flashbacks of it happening like fear of throwing up again or yeah, you're know. just like i don't every know every once in a while you're like I just think about it and it's more real in my memory than I wanted it to be. Because remember I said I hadn't thrown up in over a decade. Right. And now it's right there in the back of my head. Just, I don't know. I don't love it. But we can move past that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't throw up a lot either, I don't think. So that was, but I don't think about it all the time. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. It's consuming my thoughts. But anyway, so when we got back on track and did... uh. Ireland, we missed our Blarney Stone adventure. Yeah. Sadly, which that's okay. But then we got in with our tour guide and he was going to be with us for the next couple days. And he was just basically taking us around Ireland and he took us to the Cliffs of Moher. We actually did something crazy, which I've never done. And I have to say that I didn't know logistically how it was going to go down, but we were obviously in his car Sean's car our tour guide and he asked if we wanted to take the ferry to the other side of the water Mm -hmm. and we're like yeah but how does that work like do we take it back we have to go back and get the car and he was like no this cuts time out of the drive that'll be an hour less on the road and we just drive the car on the ferry so I'm thinking a boat like the size of the Titanic truly like that's what I'm thinking about and it was not it was basically just like a flat bed what ferry yeah it was called the shannon ferry yeah and we just were in his car and drove on it and it was so cool i was a little freaked out in the beginning of the concept of just driving (laughs) on a boat yeah and being inside of a car but then we got out and went out on the deck and kind of looked around it was actually really pretty it was pretty fast ferry. I mean, yeah, we it was literally what, 15 minutes. Yeah, got out, went up on top, took some pictures, like felt the wind because it was windy. And the wind was, was insane. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then went back down in the car, and the next thing we know, we were like coming on land, <laughs> like literally, pulling up, and they I know. literally they put we, like a little ramp down. And we were just, like the first car too, and then you just see like the ramp aka the front wall of the boat just starts slowly going down and then it hits the ground and then they lift up a little thing and they're like all right off you go and you just drive off 
drive on to the other side of Ireland. It was kind of <laughs> wild, but it was fun driving through. It was so relaxing. Yeah. I love a car ride. I'm like a dog. I could sit in a car all day long if someone's driving me around and seeing all like the sheep on the side of the road and different, I don't know, livestock on the side of the road, the cows, everything, yeah. learning all about the wool process mm-hmm. because Sean growing up. Sean, by the way, Sean was a, a highly recommended. Yeah. Yes. A plus. And I don't know. It was really cool. And Yeah. <laughs> what she's trying to say is like there were so many sheep all over the place and they're owned by all these different like people and each sheep is like stained different colors and we were learning about all that and the dyes and how they go through the whole process and literally like I mean that's it's like a massive part of Ireland is their sheep like that's huge and they were everywhere I it just was, wanted to hug one, but that never happened. We got kind of close, and then yeah, I you screwed up. up. Yeah. <laughs> you can well, tell the story. I don't know if someone would have loved seeing me go onto their property and hug their profit maker with their <laughs> yeah. wool and their lanolin, but you did a little whistle, <laughs> and Sean's like, you definitely do not want to whistle at them because that's how they're being herded. Yeah. And they did not come near us at he, that point. He said, oh, no, that's the last thing they want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get to hug a sheep. Yeah, they ran away. I whistled and they ran away. Cause, they were so cute, yeah. though. I loved seeing them. And just this drive was so cool. For two days, we went by the cliffs and by all these bodies of water. And we'd stop in these little pubs along the way, little mm-hmm. restaurants. and Food was so good. Yeah. It's weird that I guess the World Cup was going on, but it wasn't as big. Obviously, they didn't have a team no. in, and I guess it was different times of the day. But the games were on, but it wasn't like you would expect. Like in London, like the bars would be packed when there was a game on. Right. And I feel like they were packed in Dublin uh, when we went in the one bar. We were watching it. Um, yeah. But these were like tiny little towns. Like there's not even, I don't I feel like there's not even that many people in uh, you know, it was the one day it was just literally like the four girls who were like working in yeah, the bar were like sitting hug. there watching the game and we yeah. were sitting around the corner. So, uh, I don't know. It was pretty cool. I imagine in the summer, like on a weekend, it's pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of our journey across Ireland, our last stop was going to be probably our most anticipated hotel. Yeah. Of the trip. <laughs> if you can call it that. It's not really a hotel. It is a hotel. Well, it is a hotel, but... But it's the Ashford Castle, and it is... I don't know. You book it, and you think, okay, we're going to sleep in a castle, but what is that? I don't even know what that means. Right. I I think it was probably more, maybe even more magical than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> like going into this castle, pulling up to it. We pulled up at night. It's completely dark. Everything was like lit up. Um, we were greeted by a doorman who was in like a full like suit and like top hat and <laughs> like walked us. Walked very us Monopoly in. man. It, it was very Monopoly man and walked us in and then, you know, there's all the decorations are up uh, or a lot of the decorations were up for Christmas and there's just, I mean, like they turned it into a hotel, but there's kept so many aspects of the castle like we're still like right there and yeah. 
I don't know. Well, you was, go to it and you think maybe it'll be like a little cheesy, like kind of like medieval times esque, right? And you're like, I don't know. And then you look and you're like, okay, this place has crazy reviews and everyone says it's the most incredible experience so and even our tour guide was saying how much we're gonna enjoy it so we didn't really know what to expect but we checked in that first night and yeah they kept saying oh we'll wait till you see the grounds in the morning obviously it was dark Mm -hmm. when we got in so we just went to dinner that night the dinner was really really good yeah and we kind of just went around the castle and explored and we ended up in the billiards room right and that in itself was crazy. I don't know what the name of Irish billiards are, but it's yeah, a mega. I, there, there's a name for it. It's I a mega know. pool table. I would say it's what twice the size of a pool table. Um, yeah, maybe not qu- quite twice, but it's definitely w- way bigger than a pool. Was table. it like Slither or something? No, something wait, is that like a Harry that. Potter thing? Oh, Slith- <laughs> Slytherin is a Harry Potter group. <laughs> I know, but what was it called? Oh, it's called Snooker. Is the name of the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was pretty close with Slither. What did I say? Slytherin? Slither. (laughs) Slither? Snooker? Snooker sounds, they all sound sneaky, slime, like a snake themed. Well, it was very snaky, slimy because it was really hard to play. The balls, I think, are the same size. We didn't get to play it till the next night. We had to watch a couple play, but the next night we played it. That's true. But the balls were like really small. The holes were different because they were like a squared off edge and not rounded so i don't know it was difficult and I the was scoring not good was at weird it. and you know that i'm a bit of a pool shark <laughs> yeah. you got to see that last yeah. week yeah, and you it would was... it felt like you were gonna absolutely make a shot perfectly and it would bounce back out yeah and the table like the felt was really thin so the table was super fast and i don't know and there's different rules it's uh, there's like a bunch of red balls and then there's like a set of different color balls and trying to figure out how to play and play at the same time on this giant table. I don't know. <laughs> we had fun though. It was, it was a good time. So that was our first night, but Oh, I forgot to mention that when we were at dinner in the dungeon restaurant, Yeah. did you, you remember when I said I felt like we were in a murder mystery? Yes. Because we sat down for dinner and there was already a couple people in there and dinner is fully in a dungeon. You're in the basement level of this castle and there are similar to like medieval times. There's the, uh, what do you call them? The banners. Well, the banners were there, but what do you call the, no, oh, the knights. The like knights. The oh arm, yeah. Uh, yeah. The armor. Yeah. In the armor. And I don't know. It just seemed like. We sat down for dinner and the guy comes over, takes our order, da, 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 da. and then it seemed like another couple sat down next to us, same age as us. And then five minutes later, another couple sat down and I was just waiting. I don't know. Maybe I've read and watched too many murder mysteries. I was waiting for a scream, <laughs> like in Clue or something, and them to be like you're all part of a murder mystery show <laughs> and now you have to solve the mystery of who done it yeah it would have been perfect setting for honestly it. i was yeah. so ready and i was kind of looking around like i don't know like this person's new what is this person's vibe trying to think of how i would solve the mystery that might be a cool element that they might want to incorporate in the dungeon restaurant i know there were children there but i think maybe if they want to do that i wouldn't mind if they took my idea because i was ready i felt <laughs> in the in that moment it would have been perfect yeah, it was, and it was the right amount of people too, because it's 
kind of like a intimate yeah. like, setting. There's probably only what, like 20 people max? Yeah, maybe max? 25 seats total yeah, in the whole so restaurant. It would have been a good group for murder mystery maybe they'll maybe they'll start doing that yeah i'll send them an email and offer that suggestion but (laughs) anyways that was our first night and the next day since we only had that last day we had to jam pack in all of our activities so we started our morning with breakfast which felt very grand and there was like a trolley for everything they had like a juice they had a juice sommelier they did. Which was very interesting. You brought like a whole trolley over with different <laughs> juices. And then it was, oh, you want the ham? We have the ham cart. And they bring over the ham cart with all the sauces. And then you have the bread. Everything was just very grand. And well, they so don't do cool. bacon. They don't do bacon. So they carve you like this fresh ham instead of bacon. Yeah, there was some story about yeah. how they ran out of oh. ham, bacon. It was and so good, They had to make though. a ham for some king or something. <laughs> and so we started our morning after that with clay pigeon shooting yep. that's what it's called yep and i've never like shot a shotgun I and i was nervous i was and nervous I was, for you well i was nervous with my thumb because it can't bend mm-hmm. i was nervous that i wasn't going to be able to fully grip the shotgun properly and then he did an eye test with us and found out that i'm actually what left eye dominant mm-hmm. and so i just decided to become a lefty sharpshooter <laughs> and I, I kept asking him well has anyone ever done this and they don't hit anything and he i feel like he didn't really want to answer it because the answer is probably yes there has to be some people that don't hit anything and he right. has to almost like he said he can move yeah he helps them and move it around and at least yeah, but even that's going to be hard i don't understand how that works so naturally well you went and you made your first two and mm-hmm. you were kind of feeling a little high on the hog right yeah you felt pretty good about yourself. I felt really good. Well, honestly, when you think about this, I know it's a shotgun, so it sprays a little bit, but think about this big space in front of you and then a little tiny clay disc and you hit that. Like, that's wild to me. <laughs> no? Am I under, like, am I underselling this? Over, um, overselling how hard it is? I think for the lack of experience that we've had in shooting, like, Yes, the difficulty was probably a little higher because, I mean, we don't, we haven't shot guns. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Thank Not you. even shotguns. <laughs> no. And then I make my first two. And yeah. I think you were, be honest, you were thinking I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't worried about your aiming and shooting. I was worried about the kick of the shotgun yeah. and you not being like prepared for it and it like jamming the crap out of your shoulder or something but you handled it like a champ yeah i had my big puffy coat on and yeah. it absorbed the shock no but you like got in a good position and you were like lean forward like you're supposed to and i mean i don't even know if you i know you felt it but i don't know if you like felt it like ow it brought me back to my paintballing days <laughs> same same <laughs> you've never went paintballing i know I'm saying like shooting a shotgun and shooting a paintball. Same. <laughs> I mean, it's similar aiming, right? Right. But I felt pretty cool. But the kick is not. It felt very duck hunt. It was like, I'm in a real life duck hunt Nintendo game. Yeah. Fully. No, it felt like the video game. It was, it was fun. I and mean, you were good. I thought we both did pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like I was really good. Like I wanted to almost stay and watch the next people just to kind of see what other people do. Well, it moved on to two different like clay shots. And like one was 
further out away from us that was shooting away from us. Yeah. And I think we both were just kind of okay at that one. Yeah. And then the third one was the clay from the trees that shot back towards us. Right. And we were both really good at that one. And then at the very end, he had us do like a competition where we were both shooting at the same time. And he would shoot the both clays, the one going away from us and the one coming towards us. I think I got us. it first both times. Yeah. And he was like trying to tell us who got which one I first. think he was lying so we weren't upset but I think I definitely knew that when I had like when I had it so you think you hit it first every time uh I'd say like what it happened four times I'd say three out of four <laughs> I'll give you that no I think I was pretty good no you were good you were really good I was worried I didn't have my glasses on or anything nope. just point and shoot that's that the point fun. of the shotgun I don't know if there's anywhere in LA that really does that Oh, like maybe out in the LA. desert or something. Yeah, so I've never really tried it, but I don't know. That was cool. And then it was off to our next activity. Yeah, straight to it. Our next castle activity. We went right into horseback riding. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Justin had a problem with my horse. I well, didn't your have horse a problem. Right away, tried to take you out. It did a full kneel. Right. What was my horse's name? I forget my horse's name. Uh, you were on Rio and I was on Oh my gosh, how do I not remember your horse's name? Oh man. I'm blanking. It was a girl name. Um I don't know. I'll I'll probably think of it. <laughs> Anyways, um yeah, your horse was just short. <laughs> <laughs> I was on like a donkey. I yeah, it like, felt like a mini horse almost. It was but so cute though. He also Rio also had like the cutest like legs because he had long hair on his legs, so it looked like he was wearing boots. I know. It was cool. But he was short. <laughs> Your horse was funny though. Yeah. So here's what happens. We go in the barn and we get on the horse and they kind of give us like the ABCs of horse riding. Yeah, they're like, like have you ridden? I'm like, yes, yeah. I have. We're fine. Yeah. Like, we got so they're this. like, okay, kick the horse, you go, pull the rein, you stop, left, right, da-da-da-da. And we're like, all right, let's go. So as we're going to go out of the barn and go on our, our little horseback ride, I'm following our guide, so I'm going second out. And right before we get out of the barn, my horse just goes, two front legs just go down, like completely like, collapse like, like onto its knees and i'm like whoa, whoa 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 and then she like sits there and like looks around and then pops back up i saw this happen from behind you and i was like oh god <laughs> yeah and then the horse just pops back up and then starts trotting along like nothing and even the happened and i was, was like, like oh she forgets she has four legs sometimes yeah and i'm like no big uh, deal is this gonna happen like <laughs> out in the forest or like what is going on oh my gosh i know but I feel like you got her trust back. Pretty no, quickly. she was great. She was That awesome. was her one little blip on everything. Right. But Rio. Rio, on I, the other hand. So I remember going to, I think it was Wisconsin Dells when I was, I don't even know, 10 maybe. No, probably like eight or nine. And we went horseback riding and I got this horse, Cinnabar. And for whatever reason, Cinnabar did not listen very well and kept rubbing my leg against a tree and was eating everything. I felt like Rio was Cinnabar reincarnated. <laughs> And Rio kept snacking on everything. Yeah. Everything. Every leaf, every plant, everything. And it was like, Rio, let's go. And then we were like clopsing. I don't even know the word, but going through the mud. And Rio would stop halfway down a hill and just start snacking. And so I was like trying to get him to go. And I'm like, Rio. And then we end up, since I'm pushing Rio, like I get ahead of you. 
because I was third. Mm-hmm. And then you were able to get a little treat from Rio. The oh my God. Second half of the ride around the forest and the castle grounds. Rio was the gassiest horse. I haven't been around a lot of horses <laughs> to compare, but this <laughs> had to have been the gassiest horse I've ever been because Rio was just letting it rip the entire time. And it time. was like audible. Like loud, but audible. it was so cute though because he was like oh a little short guy. Lord, I'm just like, oh, I'm downwind. S- I'm riding right into this. <laughs> he had so many snacks. I'm like, Cord, is that you or is that Rio? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Rio would have had my back in that one. But Rio just... And then never went to the bat. Well, Rio peed like a racehorse tree. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly. But never, never went number, number two. two. And no. was just holding it back. It was just audible. So many snacks on the trail. Audible toots the whole walk. <laughs> My sweet guy. But we made it back. That was so relaxing. Yeah, it was cool. Like, it we, definitely hurts your cheeks, but it was very relaxing. It, it almost w- hurts kind of like by your knees just because you're kind of like squeezing a yeah. little bit at least that's how i was doing it yeah it was cool too because we were like literally going through the forest so it wasn't like a set trail so we were like kind of weaving in and out of trees it was really and cool. like yeah because we did the i think it's called sunset stables ride around the hollywood hills and then you go to that restaurant to get like tacos margaritas in burbank and then you can ride back and that one i remember like it was very, you could tell that that horse had done that route 5,000 times. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I feel bad that this horse is just like following the leader and doing this whole thing. This felt like we kind of chose our own adventure. Yeah, there was a little, a little freedom more in it. freedom for yeah. Rio and whatever your horse's name was. Gosh, I can't remember. I can't believe it because I still remember Cinnabar and that was a very long time ago. I feel terrible, honestly. Yeah. Well, this was fun, but. Yeah. Going along with my theme of 2022, (laughs) my aviary theme, the activity that I was most looking forward to, and I was kind of nervous because I didn't really know what, if it was going to happen. So we signed up for, they give you kind of a menu when you book this hotel and they say, what activities do you want to do? And since we booked the trip so last minute, we were nervous that we weren't going to be able to schedule everything, but they were amazing and scheduled it. And... Right away, I just said, I want to do the falconry experience. And the only thing I can kind of compare it to was when we were in Dubai with Chase and Jen, and we stopped in that desert, yeah. and they did a falconry show, right? Yeah. And all these birds were zipping by our head, but there was obviously the trainer that was the one receiving all of these birds, which is kind of become my dream. I always thought maybe patches would land on my arm <laughs> or the goose in Pittsburgh would land on my arm. It would be very Ace Ventura. But I didn't look up too much about falconry at the Ashford Castle because I wanted to be surprised. And you kept saying, I think they're going to let a falcon fly to you. And I just kept thinking, I don't know. What if it doesn't? What if they don't let me? I don't know. I didn't want to get my hopes up. But I was really, 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 I think we are the most excited for this one. This one was by far the coolest one. And yes, I was looking forward to this the most. And then, well, the adventure to get over there, first of all, was great. Because we literally were like walking through the forest and like following all these like signs. It was very Harry Potter. School or falconry school this way, falconry school this way. And we're like, oh my God, like, where are we going? And then we get there and we walk in this gate and 
there are so many falcons. It was crazy how many falcons they had. How many falcons? Do you know how many falcons they had? No, they oh told my us, but Lord. I was so focused on my situation. 30, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot. Well, they said that they get them. They're actually, I thought when you say school of falconry, like I've never seen Harry Potter, but I thought it was just kind of what they were calling this experience for people that stay at the hotel. I didn't know that they were fully training people. The trainers. Falconry. Yeah, they're training the trainers. At this place. And it was actually, in fact, a school of falconry. So we show up and they give us kind of the rundown and tell us about, you know, how well they're cared for and their situation and how it came to be. And then they tell us that we're going to be meeting our falcons. And I didn't know that we're each going to have a falcon. And I guess they have to go out on these daily walks and get their exercise and practice this skill. So we were kind of needed for them. Yeah. And they introduced us to our Falcons, which were Joyce and Wilder. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited. Yeah. I can't even explain it. This might have been, I don't know, top 10 joy-filled moments of my life. <laughs> well, one of the things we learned right away was that the Falcons kind of live in pairs. It's always a female and a male. Yeah. The female Falcons are always much larger than the male Falcons. So Joyce was bigger than Wilder. And also in the Falcon world, um, the female is boss. So the female is always eating first. The female is always higher up on the branch. The female basically runs the show. But there's also other falcons that don't necessarily get along well, and they're in like, they're in these like they're separate houses. Yeah, yeah, sep- they're separated. But a lot of the falcons have their like crew. It's not a mate though, right? No. They're not their mate, but they're like they're they're like well, their Joyce and Wilder were brother and brother sister. and sister. Yeah, but they're not all brother and sister, right? No, they it's all just like their partner. Yeah, but they all have like a partner. Most of them have a partner, and they live together. And I don't know, it was so cool and. So they put these like leather gloves on us and they're like, all right, stick your arm out. And we're like, okay. And they just jump. They open up the house. And when I say house, not a birdhouse. This was like a big wide open shed. Yeah. And it was not confined by any means. But you, yeah, she goes in and she's like, okay, I'm going to get them. And then you put your arm out. And then suddenly we had Joyce and Wilder on our arm. And yeah. she said, okay, now we're going to take them for a walk, like a dog walk, pretty much. Yep. And so we walk the castle grounds and we get to a wide open row, like a little. Yeah, you know, there's like, like a street. cement pathway. Yeah, almost. like a pathway. And then you would do this motion where you take a couple steps and you kind of like throw your arm forward. Like waft. You almost waft the Yeah, you kind of like shoo them off and then they go. And then they'll either like go up in a tree or whatever and like fly around. And then the trainer would put what we found out was bits of the, I think ours was chicken that day, chicken like that day, pieces yeah. of chicken. And you just have it in your leather glove and you hold your arm out and they know to fly back to you. But Joyce was a hungry gal. And so Joyce like would fly, you put yours out and Joyce would fly to yours and then she'd fly right over mine and try to get mine. And I would just close my glove yeah. and kind of like box her out from eating. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, it was so insane. And so we walked on the path and then we went kind of through the little woods with them. 
and just getting, I mean, there's that one video of them flying through that tree branch. Yeah. It was insane. They're so smart. Yep. And so skilled and their flying was incredible. And just, I don't know, it's like a pinch me moment where you're just walking through and you have a falcon just on your arm. It was wild. Like imagine going on a walk with like a boomerang, right? And you just like throw the boomerang and then you put a piece of chicken in your hand and then the boomerang just comes right back and lands on your arm. Like that was what this walk was like. We literally would send them off and we'd start walking for, you know, a hundred feet and then we'd put our arm up and they'd fly back down, get their food and then they'd fly back forward. And the other cool thing was they tied bells to the Falcons. So like every time they're flying, like, you know where they're coming from. Cause when they're like up in the trees, you can hardly see them. Like they're camouflage, like they blend in so good. And so like you, then all of a sudden you put your arm up and you just hear the bells like ding, 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 ding. And you look and then here comes this falcon like <laughs> soaring at you and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And then they just land and, and it's crazy. They don't like, they don't ever get near your face. No. Um, they're, oh. they don't, they, they, ter- they, I don't know where the right word, they kill their prey with their talons. Yeah not their beaks. So like you don't even have to be afraid of them like pecking you in the face or anything. Like they don't use their beaks for anything other than eating their food. So like they're literally like inches from your face and you know, reaching into your hand, grabbing their food, eating, and then they just jump right off. It was it was pretty cool. I could do that every day of my life. It was so relaxing and so cool and yeah, a surreal experience for sure. And when we made our way back to the school we well we asked so we'd heard when we booked this that there was a chance that we would get to meet their resident owl dingle and then when we got to the school they said oh dingle's already had her exercise today so we're not gonna be able to do it and then when we finish our falcon walk they said we have a special surprise you're gonna get to meet Dingle, our owl. And Dingle is so cool. I posted my video of <laughs> Dingle. You have to post yours. Yours is so cool. I haven't posted mine yet. I haven't posted anything from this and trip. Basically, it was going to be the same experience pretty much. Well, we were going to be in the barn because there were other, I think it's the timing thing. They don't want falcons and the owls out at the same time, yeah. right? Yeah. So we went in, it was kind of like a barn, like a really super long barn. It was like a bullpen for, yes. <laughs> it was for so Dingle. Long. Yeah. <laughs> And so they just said, do you want to fly Dingle? And I didn't think that I wanted to fly an owl and until I did. But for Dingle, it was a mouse in my hand, right? Yep. And I was going to do it twice. So I had the head of the mouse to start. And the first time Dingle flies over to me, she lands so hard, it pops out of my glove and flies on the ground. I'm like, oh my gosh, Dingle. And then I do it again. And it's like the little mouse tail hanging out of my glove. Yep. And the same thing happens again. I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not meant to feed Dingle, but the wingspan, this bird is just insane. Like when she took off from her trainer and flies so low to the ground and then it's just smooth. Everything is so smooth. And then that wingspan, when she was landing on my arm, I've never felt anything like it. Yeah. So it Ding- was insane. Dingle is a great horned owl. 
which yes. is actually the largest species of owl that exists. So I believe it. Dingle was massive. Huge. I mean, I can't even tell you how big the wingspan was. And then the craziest but thing. They're not really heavy. No, no, not heavy at all. But no. the craziest thing for me, and is if you go on Cord's video and watch the slow motion one, like the claws and the talons on Dingle are <laughs> enormous. Yeah. Like it looks like um, going back to Harry Potter, like a Gryffindor, like the lion, like the <laughs> lion paw, like coming yeah. on and like literally like wrapping around her whole wrist to get her food. It was, I don't know. It was so cool. If you, if you're ever in Ireland, you have to go to this castle and you have to do the falconry and you have to ask about Dingle because <laughs> it's about Dingle. literally will be one of the coolest things you ever do. No, it was incredible. And honestly, since that was our last thing on our trip, it was the perfect Cherry we were kind of looking forward to it our entire trip, yeah. right? You would say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay, like, yeah, we're doing the Ring of Kerry. Yeah, we're doing the Cliffs of more. Yeah, like, this is awesome. It's super windy, but, like, when are we going to get to fly these birds? <laughs> <laughs> when will the falconry happen? Yeah, that was, and even, like, the trainer saying she loves her job. She's, like, you can tell she's so close with the falcons and knows all of them and loves all of them and takes such good care of them and... She truly seemed like she was happy to come to work every day. Well, just think of like 30 falcons and they, <laughs> she knew like every single one and every single one's name. And their store. And they all they look need, exactly all, alike. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. It was so cool. But that was our last night in Ireland and everything was downhill from there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, the travel wasn't great, but <laughs> we made it back. I always think it's funny. We had a flight. We flew out of Shannon, not Dublin, which is a smaller airport. And I didn't even know that that was an option to fly out of that. But it's like an international airport. But a lot of the flights go in to Boston. And from there, well, obviously, like Boston is a big Irish city. A lot of people move there. But it was wild. I didn't realize being that this airport was an international airport, that there was only going to be like two flights to the U S that day. So yep. when we booked it, we never thought like, Oh, this might be delayed or this might get canceled or whatever, but we definitely got delayed. And then we had two delays and that two delays made us unfortunately miss our little layover yeah. in Boston. Yeah. And then we had to hang out, but actually I was so excited because I mentioned on the last podcast that I missed spicy food and we found this amazing mexican restaurant mm -hmm. in the airport <laughs> and i was just like give me my salsa and my chips and a margarita and i was so happy and it actually was great until our bags went on a different flight and then you had to go to lax a day later <laughs> you also left out like the 1.1 mile like run you did to try to make our connecting flight oh, and yeah. you like literally it was like you got to the door and the doors were like closing i actually think my apple like. watch was like do you want to start a workout because <laughs> it looks like you're working out like you think this was a it was actually 1.1 miles yeah. It was absurd. And I did my best. And I actually think it's funny when you get to experience a little travel dilemma because I feel like you have it pretty easy. Always oh, flying when I, teams. you think it's funny when I do? Uh, I think that you maybe exaggerate travel issues a little more just because you're not used to them. That's my opinion. I think that I go through it. I'm like, oh, I missed a connection. Okay. 
yeah. next man up. And I think you're like, what? Like, How are we going to make it through this? You might have a point there. Yeah. I'm definitely not used to that. I don't even know what I can bring in my carry-on, like liquids and stuff. So, Oh, my gosh. It's always funny to me. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. I have to put my trade table out before we take off? Yeah. Why are they making me put my seatbelt on? Usually we're standing in the aisle playing cards while we're taking <laughs> off. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. But we made it home and we made it home. And it was a great trip. It was. But I think, I don't know, nine days is a long time to be away. It's time to like... I don't know. Get home at that point and see the dogs. Yeah, it's a long time to be away from the dogs. (laughs) Yeah, it's not too long to be traveling. It's just a long time to be away from the pups. That's really what it is. Right. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it for today's 100th episode. 100. I did it. It's 100. I know. Can't take it away from me. Did you ever think that you would hit 100 episodes? No, because I remember when I first started, we were talking to Don at... AM five seventy or yep. iHeart, and he said that most podcasts, the average number of episodes that podcasts get to are seven. Mm-hmm. He's like, try to get over seven. Well. I was like, okay. And I remember when I hit seven, thinking, okay, now I've got my stride going <laughs> a little bit, and now a hundred. It's kind of crazy. You did ninety three more than the average. That's true. <laughs> I'm good at math. I love Maybe that. math would be my category on the circle. That's possible. Yeah. That's very possible. Well, a friendly reminder to rate and review the podcast and to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our over 100 episodes. <laughs> well, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Bye. Bum, 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 bum,